It is Courts of Thunder, our Wimbledon preview edition. He's Greg Rosenthal. I'm Glenn Clark. It feels like it was just a couple of days ago that we were getting together, putting the uh, finishing touches on the French Open, and here we are ready for slam number three of the year. And for the first time ever, play on a middle Sunday at, at Wimbledon, Greg. Well, yeah, they had it sometimes in the rain year. I mean, they're putting in extra work. We're putting in extra work. Never, never let the Courts of Thunder listeners out there, you know, the proud among them uh, the, think that we don't love them because I we just woke out of I just got out of bed. True. It's very straight early to Courts of Thunder. You've got a show later. I'm I'm leaving the country later. And it's like, what should we do first thing? We love to hear ourselves talk, <laughs> especially about tennis. Let's talk about yeah, this it. Is, and I am excited. I'm, th- I'm excited. This is the good news. We'll save the bad news for later in the program. <laughs> we'll wait till then in order to do it. Uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Courts of Thunder. Um, let's begin with someone who we haven't seen in a while, Greg, who is back. Uh, we saw her playing doubles with your girl. Ons Jabor, um, which was a lot of fun, man. Like, it was really fun watching the two of them play together. Uh, Serena Williams, 40 years old, is in the field and still has some history uh, at stake, still has some reason to want not just to keep playing for the sake of playing, but to want to try to win if she's capable of doing it. Yeah, she's got to stay ahead. You mean stay ahead in a doll? She's at 23. He's at 22. You know, it's a big race. and She's always a doll fan. So maybe that's what's firing her up. Um, Look, we've said before, the number 24 doesn't actually matter. It's not it's not a real number. It's a make believe number. It comes from a, a before there was an open era. These were not real tournaments. She has the actual slam record. The one that's that matters and is real belongs to her. But there is still this other number, and it has existed, and we've talked about it, and knowing Serena, it likely still drives her. Well, I think the number that um, means the most to her is zero Grand Slams uh, since she came back uh, from having a child, Mm -hmm. and her, her record in the finals, and I just... I think she probably would be interested in playing and in, in, in stacking uh, numbers forever in an unpredictable way. But I think that as a competitor, that um, has been important to her because she said as much. And she's she's put more on the Margaret Court number than some in the media even have. So she she's into that, too. But uh, I just think uh, it's nice that she didn't go out completely. Uh with uh, the injury that she had at Wimbledon. We haven't seen her. She's literally unranked, Glenn. She yep. does not have a Wild ranking card. point entering this tournament. And um, she was thrown into a quarter of the draw here where I think the initial reaction was like, oh, it could have been worse. She doesn't have like the hardest first couple rounds or whatever, relatively. But this quarter is stacked. Oh, the and quarter is asked, nuts. Yeah. Right. If you were asking me to pick one quarter of either draw that I would just would watch all the matches of uh, for the first week of the tournament, this would be the quarter. And, and it's largely because of Serena. I want to see her play again. Uh, but there's a lot of other potential great matches in this quarter. And the doubles, Glenn, which I watched because she was playing with my girl Ons made me more optimistic about Serena. Maybe it's a small sample size thing. It's like 
It's like uh, getting excited about a rookie quarterback based on their first preseason. It's like, <laughs> right. I don't really know, but I don't know. Serena looked pretty good in those she two did. matches. She looked, she looked, be- she played better than Ons in those two matches and she served really well. And I don't know. I, I took that. She's been getting ready for this moment. She didn't just show up, put it that way. Like, to your point, you know, she could have drawn a seed in the first round. I mean, she could have drawn a really difficult opponent in the first round. And I don't take Harmony any- Tan who Correct. I've watched. And it's kind of a fun player to watch. It might be a fun match, but yeah, a good draw. And the seed that would be next is Sarah Cerebus Torma, who is such a difficult player to play. Like, her style is just so ungodly unorthodox. She was in one of those. Du- she played him in double. She that was her last match. Was she was in that doubles right. match against Serena. And That's weirdly, right. but the point being, like it could have been worse. She could have literally been given anybody in the first. Well, I've round. got a stat for you. You yeah. know, I told you I did some prep. I'm a look pro. At, look here. at you. Look at you. I mean, at first I was like, oh, that is a tricky second round potentially. On the other hand, I looked at Cerebus's Tormo's uh, Tormo's career record on grass. She's more of a clay quarter. She is seven and eleven on mm. grass mm. career wise. Serena is one hundred and seven and sixteen. I actually thought that number would be higher, but you just grass court season short, and she doesn't play that many lead ups. So, uh, but right. yeah. So um, those first two rounds are are very doable and then hopefully she can get into the tournament but it's just so unpredictable but after that i think it's going to be brutal she might you know after that seeing the path to serena's title is going to be extremely challenging but at least she has those couple matches uh if she can stay healthy and if she's serena and can have the endurance to get into the tournament and that's what you would want i think as a serena fan so what we're alluding to is that in her quarter alone you see palabadosa you see Patrick Kivitova, you see Camilla Georgie, you see Simona Halep, and you see who I think, and I'm, I'm you're, Serena, of course, is the story, but if you go back to that French Open recap show that we did, to me, the bigger story moving forward is what does Coco Golf do coming off of her run to the French Open final? Um, that, to me, is my kind of biggest story, is does she follow that up by... The moment kind of overwhelming her and having a letdown early in the tournament, or does she back it up by doing something really impressive? We kind of talked about how uh, Emma Raducanu followed up the run. I know she had more time between Wimbledon and the U.S. Open a year ago, but how do you handle that? How do you handle this most significant success that you have experienced in your career, and can you follow that up, or did falling flat in the final, did it did it kind of wreck you emotionally are you not prepared to dig back in and mm. really be ready to play for two weeks so to me coco i, I get it serena's got to be the story and, and we can get to Iga, but Iga's a complicated story at wimbledon um serena's gonna be the biggest story because she's serena williams but i to me i honestly believe that coco is the more important prolonged mm. story and how she follows up that run in the french oh, that that's interesting i mean i I don't see it as more. Nothing to me could be more important than Serena. I, look, if Serena Williams, fair. If Serena Williams making a run at Wimbledon, I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Trust me. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, and and to that point, you know, I I thought when she spoke after the French Open a few times, and the I, I think she's a type of player that that um, is always so motivated that this will give her confidence, and uh, she and she said as much that I I think it was a bit of a relief for her because she. She thought she was behind schedule, and now right. it's almost like, "Hey, I did something great." And um, and I watched her play a little bit in Berlin. That was the only grass court uh, lead up that she played. 
She beat Pliskova in the quarterfinals. Yep. Uh, she won a couple straight set matches before that. Pliskova is also in this quarter. Uh, and she lost to Ans, who won the tournament in the semifinals, uh, which is not a bad loss. Uh, and so I, I think that was encouraging to, to back, it, back up that uh, French to get on grass, where she's obviously at her breakout run here at Wimbledon. Uh, to the quarterfinals, what was that, three years ago now? Four mm. years ago? It's crazy. Jeez. Um, yeah, four was... years ago. So she was 15, now she's 18. And and um, I, I think she'll come out playing well. The trick is this quarter, as we mentioned, is loaded. She would get, and I think she has a very manageable first two rounds, and that's kind of true of this entire quarter. And then suddenly the, the third round is just loaded. Coco would play uh, Amanda Anisimova. Yep in the third round who I feel like just keeps getting drawn into these blockbusters and the winner of that could play Serena if Serena can get there. But I, I'm definitely not, I, I think Serena could win this tournament, but I also think like, if you told me she plays a long three setter against Cerebos Tormo and runs out of gas or that one makes her run out of gas so that she loses the next round. Like if she loses in round, you just can't, you can't totally assume I, anything. Uh, I think she, I, I don't rule her out from winning this tournament, but I think just showing that she has match fitness and that's what I felt good about watching her. I think she just, she looked pretty fit and she looked like she was hitting the ball quite well and, and serving well and volleying well. So it looked like she had been prepping for this specific tournament for a couple months. Then again, if she's playing Coco uh, after having to play Pliskova, it's like, it's hard to consider Serena a, a favorite or Anisimova. And so th that, that those four right there are so intriguing because Pliskova made the finals here a year ago. That is not an easy third round draw for Serena. I know Pliskova has not played well at all, all year, basically. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of her tournament with the big serves. There probably won't be many breaks between her and Serena. Uh, and that would be a rematch, by the way, of one of the most underrated Grand Slam finals ever. Uh, one of Serena's uh, best uh, yep. that final against Pliskova when she pulled it out. Uh, we also barely have talked about Simona Halep in this quarter. Right. That's well. That's the other half. Like even just that. Right. We've spent it all on that right. bottom half of right. this quarter just to get to the quarterfinals. That that's what I mean. Serena's gonna probably have to win five tough matches to win, which is just like oof. That that could be tough to to get all the way to the championship. So do you want to go on record? Who's coming out of the quarter? Well, let's let's mention the top. Briefly, um, because your girl Bedosa yeah, is coming in in bad form. I mean, no, she's there's no way around that. You're not wrong. She had a terrible loss to someone I hadn't heard of from the UK called Barrage. Mm -hmm. Nice tennis name. <laughs> um, and she just gave her the dead fish handshake and wouldn't look at her. She was so mad, Bedosa. Uh, and and she's up there. That side of the quarter is not as bad, but Kavitova is there, and Kavitova just won. Eastbourne coming into Wimbledon. She's done that before where she's won these lead ups on grass. She's of course a two time Wimbledon champ. She hasn't done anything at Wimbledon in eight or nine years, but Kovitova uh, is one of the betting favorites to win this title. Um, yep. 13 and, and to one, the third favorite to win the title. So, so it, it, it's funny if she actually made it to whoever survives below Serena, Coco, Anisimova, Kvitova would probably be the favorite even in that match. So it is it is a tough one uh, for anyone to get through. Who who will I pick? Well, I'm just gonna pick Serena because it's fun. Let's it is fun. It. You're right. Um, I'm I'm going I'm going Simona. I'm going Simona to get Interesting. Simona. Wow. By the way, I've got I've got odds from uh, my friends at FanDuel for the quarters 
just to get through the okay. quarter, they're they're providing yeah. those. They've got Kvitova plus three fifty, Coco Golf plus uh, four to one, and Simona plus five fifty, Serena six fifty. Well, that's um, see, so that's a loaded quarter. By the way, that could be the round of sixteen. By the way, that's outrageous. Coco oh, versus insane, Serena, right? <laughs> and Halep, who's been up and down, came, yeah. come, coming in with an injury, but has won some matches. Obviously, had had that Wimbledon championship. Um, that's crazy to me. I'm just saying it's pretty rare when you can get Serena plus 1000 to win Wimbledon. Also, so also by the, saying, by the way, shows you how they feel about Paola that she's 23 to one just to get to the quarter. <laughs> like, yeah, she's yikes. your girl, yikes. Um, man. I'm not I, you're, Their first you're, couple matches look winnable. So maybe then she can get a little confidence before she'd play Petra, but that would be a third round match. Where despite the seeds, she'd be a, a heavy underdog. Um, let's let's go. Right, you wanna, but you it, want, but it, but but would be a great feel good story too. If I could pick anyone to go win this, you know, the side of the draw other than Serena, I would I would go with Petra. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the top half, the top quarter. I mean, Courts of Thunder. Uh, that's where we find Igish Fiontek. and this is a like in any world, someone in Iga Fiontech's shoes should be the biggest story coming into Wimbledon. It's true. But there's Serena Williams, and then there's the other thing with Iga Sviantek, which is she's never done anything at Wimbledon. And does that... Are we at a point with Iga now where that doesn't matter, where she's just so much better than everybody else that talking about the fact that was she 3-2, and two, I believe, all time at, at Wimbledon is no longer, like no longer irrelevant... Or do we still have to file that away and say she's got to go prove it before we just assume that this continues? Well, both. Uh, I, I think the answer is yes to all of that because I think there's a difference here. And I've heard a lot. I've heard some analysis about this tournament and there's a lot of questions about Ega and that this women's is open. But I think there's a difference between like the tennis analysts and us talking mm-hmm. and the betting line, betting public, uh, the betting lines. And I, I think in the betting lines have Iga as plus one fifty to win the tournament. Right. Now, now that's not where she was for French, but that's a way way better odds than anyone else in the field, and that makes sense to me because I just think we've seen on the men's side and for the most part on the women's, great players can win on any surface. And yeah, she hasn't done it before, uh, but I don't think but, she's. Lo- but- I don't think. She's losing to Jonna Fett in the first round. Okay, I, right, I, in the second. I agree. And once she gets into the tournament and gets used to grass, she's just so good at playing tennis that I, when she's the best tennis player in the world, I think she can win playing tennis. But which why is like was, how but, Halep won this? Okay, but Kerber why wasn't that the case for Naomi then? I think. Well, I think Iga's first of all more dominant than than um, Naomi was at any point. Okay. Um, and I, I just don't, I guess I don't see any reason why Iga couldn't have an all court game like a Kerber, like a Halep, like a Nadal, Frank, like a Djokovic. I mean, this is like Djokovic's best surface, weirdly. Right. <laughs> like, right. Well, right. I don't know, but I guess Australia It's not his best surface, but he, he's, I just mean like great players who play any style can win. So I guess I, I, I think she's by far the most likely woman to win Wimbledon, but unlike France, I would probably take the field over her, but it's like not by a lot, you know. But I still would take her over any woman. Does that make sense? I like it that, makes it breaking makes, it up that yes, way. Yes, it makes sense. Except 
I'm not even sure. Th- this is where my reluctance will come into play. I'm not sure that I agree that she's definitely the player to beat because I okay. need to have seen it. It, And I get it. I know everything you're saying is true. At the same time, I do still think surface matters. And we're going to talk about that when we get over to the men's side and play it. You know, like I think there's a there's a significant parallel as far as guys. Well, it matters, yeah, because if, right. if, if it was harder clay, I would say – I would take her over the field. I'd go, you know, (laughs) but now I would take the field, but I, I still think she's, she's, I think she's going to be a great, a great of greats, you know, and I think they do special things like win these two tournaments in a row and win 42 matches in a row. I I think, I just think she has a a decent shot at it and I like her draw. I think this top, I I mean, this quarter couldn't have gone much better for her. Right. It's, it's really just that one quarter, uh, that Serena's in is loaded and almost everywhere else there's opportunities I think for people she like I, me- I mentioned the first two matches her first seed is Putin Seva but I, I think she'll Cornea is more likely um, she could play either Kachikova who hasn't won anything mm-hmm. since she was injured and came back uh, in the fourth round potentially uh, and then on the bottom side like Andrescu who just made a final maybe is the favorite to make it all the way to the round of six I mean, Slo- to the quarters sloan's there too sloan's there with the sloan is part of the best uh first round match uh maybe on the women's side oh, for yeah, me yeah. which is sloan versus my girl shinwin uh zhang that's fun no it's a lot of fun 100 percent. that's tremendous i agree and the winner of that i think it's so open in this bottom quarter the winner of that first round i think would have a shot to uh to go deep, to go to the quarters, they would play Muguruza in the second round. Who's having just a miserable year. Uh, Andrescu would possibly play Rabakina at some point in there. Pagula's in this quarter in against Vekic. Um, I'm not sure about Pagula's prep. Her, her mom, yeah, we unfortunately. Yeah. We haven't sick. seen, we haven't seen her since. The yeah. Friends. There was a report. Her, her mom was in the hospital yeah. and she was with her and it was really serious. So that y- you feel for her, but that might not be a, a good situation for her. Uh, one of the matches I want to see in this tournament beyond uh, Serena Coco is Bianca Iga in the court. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Cause at that point, Bianca's in the tournament right. and she's playing good ball yep. and she feels like someone who would just end a streak. Doesn't she? Oh, hundred percent. And that's the other thing that I think that I'm weighing. And when I, when I talk about how I feel about Iga going into this, it's, yeah. it's not her surface and, at some, we just don't see players win forty plus consecutive matches. <laughs> right. Like we right. just don't. I, I I get it. She is head and shoulders above everyone. But at some point, even those players lose a match um, somewhere along the lines. And well, and I don't think she's head and shoulders talent wise over Bianca or Serena. Sure, okay. And so here yep. are two new entrants, newish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for this year. That's good to add to the mix. It'd be nice to add Naomi to the mix too, Naomi, um, because let's be real. Andrescu, if you're like a casual listener, you'll remember her having had her run in in the U.S. Open three years ago, where in in really that whole summer, where she was the next big thing. She was the next Iga. She was the Osaka, and she struggled with injuries. She's been on and off the tour, and she's trying to make a run back at it right now, and seems to be getting a little momentum, and so. If she's there, she would make this entire rest of the summer and season more interesting. Agreed. Adding her, Serena, yeah. and, and potentially Naomi to the mix 
then then suddenly like forget about it's just ego then there's a lot of heavyweights there i agree i agree your your girl bedosa is not taking care of no, things all right, all right, thank here. you for i mean you gotta keep rubbing it in man what the hell? i'm rooting for her i'm just like man Jeez. this is <laughs> it's, it's, thanks a lot bro appreciate Sorry, it man. So, uh, all right <laughs> the, the next half that we could do all right, but we, are we both saying though that ega is is who we think's coming out ultimately or do you think Bianca? Gonna... I am. Okay. I I do think it's Ega. All I right. think in Drescu, um, if she gets there, though, I she's such a big match player. She would relish that, and I I would give her quite a good chance if she actually gets to the quarters, that she ends it there. But okay. it's going to be tough for her to get. Okay. Courts of Thunder. On to quarter number three, and that's where we find. I don't want to give it away, but that's where we find. My pick to win Wimbledon this year. Wow. Well, it makes sense. I am um I am going with uh, Greg's girl. Unlike unlike him who's rubbing it in about how Pal is doing, I am picking Anz Jabor to win Wimbledon. And we find her um at the bottom of quarter number three, and things seem to have broken quite well for her. Um there's there's you know, I guess Angie Kerber is the story, right? Like, that's the one. That, that would be a round of 16 matchup. She obviously has, yeah, success on grass. She she played pretty well last week in Bad Homburg. So, yeah, that maybe, would be a tough round four. And maybe I'm being unfair to, like, maybe I should be saying Radakanu is the story too, right? Like, I... <sighs> I don't I don't know what to make of Radakanu, man. <laughs> like, I have no clue what to expect from Emma Radakanu. I think we know enough about Angie Kerber to know she's probably going to play well at Wimbledon. Yeah, and she, I, I think she was getting it going in, on clay. Uh, that is a very tricky potential fourth round for Ons. But beside that, I think she's the biggest draw winner, maybe in either draw, men's or women's. The the two halves on the women's side are are imbalanced. Ons is is the best player on this side. She won Berlin. I, I think grass is her best surface, should be her best surface. But she just hasn't done it at Grand Slams. You know, she hasn't made it to a Grand Slam semi. Uh, the first time she was such a high seed at the French just a few weeks ago, she lost in the first round. Uh, and so those are those are two you know concerning right. things as a yep. as a big fan. But I, I think getting that out of the way and and having the, the the victory in Berlin, where she also beat Bencic uh, in the final, Bencic withdrew, but she, uh, Owens was already up. I yes. uh, was about to win uh, that first set at least before that. That's got to give her some some good confidence, and um, it's just a it's a soft quarter uh, for Ons to get into the tournament. It's a, ve- sure. it's a very soft quarter. Look, there is we I think we have to say there is always the possibility that Emirata Kanu gets the crowd behind her and. Like you say, plays a match or two. Suddenly, she's in the tournament and she finds the form that she had last summer. Right? Like, I I can't ignore that playing at home and with a place that's going to be raucous, that is just going to be electric. And we got full crowds again this year after they did limited crowds a year ago. Um, it it just could create something crazy for her. She is still young, and there could also be an amount of pressure that comes with that. But you know, given how she's playing, I, I don't. I, she had an injury in the lead up, like her first grass match this year. She had an injury and, and wasn't able to prepare. She she's actually the underdog in her first round match against Van Oitlink, uh, 
Yeah. Um, this is where the prep helped, Glenn. Yeah. I would have not. Oh, I yeah. would not have known that Van Oitwink, um, you know, one of the best redheaded players on either tour. <laughs> I guess Yannick Sinner has that, yeah, uh, that nod. Um, had a great grass season, a couple quarterfinals and won a challenger and won a 125. And so th- I was like, why is Van Oitwink? Um, and she took, like a, a, she took a Nisa Moba to a, a third set tiebreak, right? Right. Yeah. And lo- had some tough third set tiebreak losses to top players. I was like, why is Van Oitwink a heavy yeah. a favorite over Raducanu in round one? So, so that, so that's tough for Raducanu. And, and that half of the quarter owns, owns his half. Her, her first few matches look easy. She, she plays Dennis Shapovalov's girlfriend in the first round. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Girlfriend that plays uh, under the Swedish flag who qualified Mirjam Bjorklund. Okay. Um, but her, her half other than Kerber is pretty soft too, but the, the Radakani one's wide open. Daniel Collins is there, has barely played. She's the top seed as a seven seed. Allie risk is in there. Some opportunity for her. She's actually seated at this tournament. And then Caroline Garcia who won that tournament over Andrescu, uh, I forget where that was that in Germany, I think. Yeah. Would actually probably be the slight favorite here to get out of that entire group. Um, and so that's maybe the weakest 16th of the entire uh draw. And I and I the way Garcia's playing, she uh she she has a chance there. And and that's like what I'm talking about. That could be Owens's quarterfinal opponent. Um, but we'll see. Usually when we do these preview shows, you don't want to look too far ahead. No, don't want to look terribly far ahead. Look, and the, and the other story being that Maddie Keys is not going to play in this tournament. She yeah, is. she was in this in this uh, group and and I think would have been okay. And, and Zhang Shui got her spot. I think Keys Keys was kind of my pick to make it through and maybe maybe even beat Ons, but then she, she got hurt. All right, for the sake of pacing this, let's go ahead and hit the... Cause... There is courts of thumb. There really is not much to say about the uh, the bottom quarter. Um, I, I I have no idea, bro. <laughs> like I have truly no clue who comes out of that bottom quarter because I, you you tell me who you're feeling a lot of faith in at okay. the moment. Um, well, I think three names stick out. Ostapenko is the 12 seed. She has a good history on grass. Uh, she either. She lost in the finals to Kvitova in Eastbourne and had some good wins there and had a good tournament before that. Uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya, who I, mm-hmm. I can't say I had ever watched mm-hmm. um, before the last few weeks, won 13 straight matches, including two straight tournaments and then a semifinals on Eastbourne on grass and is suddenly the 23rd seed. Uh, she would play Belinda Bencic. Who's also had some solid. By the way, I believe on, on it's, it's ironic that they. I believe one of her wins was over Zachary. Yeah, yeah. And Zachary is the high seed uh, in this entire uh, quarter. But yeah, she could she could play Ostapenko in the round of sixteen. I also think Haddad Maya sneaky looks like Benchic if they play each other. Just kind of keep an eye on that. Just like their faces. Okay. Um, right. It's just saying. Right. Uh, and so those are players actually not huge, not like capital names um but like they're actually playing quite well uh the weird thing is though that we right now have in the women's game unfortunately is like contivites the two seed mm-hmm. it's like what mm-hmm. and zachary's been struggling in relatively she's the five seed she would play seville in the second round who's been playing really well and that's a potential l and contivites just hasn't played she's been hurt and and then had covid and has not had a good year and yet is number two 
in this draw. By the way, the odds for this quarter, Ostapenko plus 380, Haddad Maya okay. plus 390, Benchich plus 480, Zachary plus 550. So there is no consensus whatsoever. I think um, I'd go Haddad Maya. Just, not that I know anything, but just like yeah, she's go with the right. one that just just won a ton of matches and you. like almost yeah. won, almost got to her third straight final. Um, but Ostapenko would be a fun one because I think she's a bit of a disruptor and yep. hasn't had very good Grand Slam results lately, but has done well enough on the tour to get that that seed back up nice and high. There is a part of me, just because I've been a believer in Zachary for some time, that wants to say like, hey, you could not... Th- th- this is the best oh, She's possible. got a shot. She's got a shot. Right. This is the best possible scenario. And the other side thing that I'm saying is this is why I go back to why I'm picking Jabor to win. If you can't make this run the way things are set up for you... Well, you just, it's just... It's hard, though. I get what you're saying, but... Like once the tournament starts, I know. Still gotta, I know you got to win hard. every match. I get it. I understand that. But boy, this and like whoever makes it out of this quarter, I actually have confidence shouldn't be like some heavy underdog versus Ons. Because if Benchic, Haddad, Maya, or Ostapenko, whoever it ends up being, gets through, I actually, you know, they're going to be playing like top six, seven grass court tennis. It's weird because we don't know them, but that'll be like a pretty good looking semifinal. But on Ons, um, I just. I got a good feeling about her too. All right, very good. So, who? Well, give me your final. Uh, I'm gonna go. Well, I think let's let's put the. Uh, mm. Should I go with my heart or like my reality? No, get, get, I actually think like Iga is the most likely person to win this tournament. It would be Iga over Ons. I think would be my head pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go Serena over Ons oh, with your my, heart. My heart pick the right. the double partners that. meet up in the final. I would love that so much. I have Ons over Halep in the final, as I have wow. Halep defeating Sviantek in the awesome. semis. That's what I've got. All right, let's move to the men's side. Courts of Thunder. Um, of course, the big story coming into the men's tournament would be Novak Djokovic, who has won three consecutive Wimbledons, who has not yet won a tournament, except for the fact that Rafael Nadal's won the first two slams of the year. So, <laughs> so that's where we are. Um, I guess let's start with Djokovic's quarter, and let's just work our way down through that since he is the first quarter. Um, it, look, I know that, you know, right... Riley Opelka could always be a threat to somebody. I understand that I... Hasn't done in a while. Um, I want to believe that Yannick Sinner could do something. And I know... I, I Actually, let me... Uh, I guess somebody... Rem- I, I saw somewhere... I have not been paying attention. Has Oscar Adi been playing particularly well of, re- of late? He is the 32 seed. Um, he has some grass court results. You know what you're seeing? And I wish I had mentioned this on the women's side. We, we should have mentioned... Of course, that Russian and, and Belarusian players aren't playing. Yeah. And there's some seeds here. And then you throw in the usual assortment of injuries that you're like, what? Askarabi right, is, right. is the 32 seed? Like, uh, what? Uh, Cerebus Tormos, the 32 seed on the women's side? Here's just some players that aren't playing in this tournament, just quickly. On the women's side, Sabalenka, Azarenka, Kasakina, Kudermatova, Alexandrova, Samsonova. Those would all be seeds. On the men's side, Medvedev, uh, Rublev. Uh, Hachinoff. Mm-hmm. Who who am I forgetting? You know there there there's a number of players on on both sides uh, that are out. Not just because they're because the Russian um, right. aspect, but those are big time players. But also just injuries too. So 
Uh, I think that's where you get some of the atas. But yeah, I, did, I was very surprised well, to see him. Well, I, and so let me, I got to go back because I, I, somehow I, this slipped completely under the radar for me. His wins at Stuttgart and Holly included Shapovalov, included Hatchinoff, included um, Kekmanovic, included Baslashvili. Like, he's got some really good wins in recent right. weeks. He, he was, a, I believe, a qualifier at Wimbledon last year and made a run and, and still had those points on. And yep. now, uh, so he he backed that up with a really good year. So, you but know, yeah, we've gotten way deeper. I know, an Oscar Adi. Look, the other, the, the other big story in this quarter is, of course, Carlos Alcaraz. The problem being, Carlos Alcaraz, in his senior career, has played two matches on grass. Two. Ever. What the hell do you do with that? Um, this is, it's it's similar to the Iga conversation with the exception of, you know, he's not on the heater that Iga's on because, you know, we all know what happened. Um, I, I have no idea what to make of what Carlos Alcaraz could do in this tournament whatsoever. Yeah, I'm with you. He plays Struff in the first round, who's not a bad clay uh, grass court player. He came in and, and they were showing him at this exhibition wearing a heavy brace on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Didn't play a, uh, a lead up. That's all very concerning. Uh, he would play either Fonini or Greek Spore uh, in the second round. Not a gimme uh, there if it's Fonini and then Atta in the third. I, I actually think Novak was the biggest men's draw winner. Uh, I think the halves are are imbalanced. The top half is definitely easier. And weirdly, Alcarez was probably one of the best seeds he could have drawn as the high seed in his quarter because the other options would have been Hercotch right. uh, or Berrettini. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like mm -hmm. and I and I like those guys better on grass. And so I think Novak has to look at this draw and love it. Maybe Kakanakis in the second round, maybe Kikmanovic in the third. I mean, they're not gimmies. Um, our guy that we, I think we might have mentioned on the end of the French, uh, Van Rotevoven. That's right. Um, who was the Dutch player who and played in his first ever ATP tournament, first ever win and won the tournament against top level players. He, he is in this. Uh, Andy Murray's in this quarter too. Let's talk a little Murray. Uh, I mean, how so though? Like, okay, in in Berlin, he made a run. Stuttgart, rather, I'm confusing my uh, German countries. In Stuttgart, I would contend that Andy Murray played better mm -hmm. than he's played since he was number one in the world. Basically, since he sold his body to get that number one ranking, which yep. was really yep. a heroic, crazy thing, uh, and it hasn't been the same since. And I want to go through and uh, see what those wins were. Sitsipas um, for sure. Yeah, he he beat Sitsipas. Um, he made a long run, and then he got hurt at the end of it, and he hasn't played since. And so that's kind of the story of uh, Murray over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But I kind of think if he's if he's in that form at all, he's a favorite to get to the round of uh, sixteen. Uh, I think I think he can beat the players in front of him, uh, which would be James Duckworth and possibly Isner. And then either Sinner or maybe Vavrenka in the third round. I would love to see an Andy Murray run. I think he built his whole season to try to peak here, and, and you feel for him with, with another injury, a new injury, an abdominal injury. I, I mean, it would be it would be obviously incredible for it to be um, um, wonderful for the tournament, wonderful for fans. I, it's hard to have faith 
Like it would, trust me, I would be jumping up and down. I'd be through the roof, but it's just very difficult to have faith in that playing out. By the way, Murray Alcarez, maybe. I mean, like, yep. give me that. Yep. Give me that in the fourth round. <laughs> I know that's a long way away for Andy Murray and Alcarez for that matter. Give me that. Uh, uh, Vavrenka center in the first round, by the way. That's a shit. I don't know what it is, Vavrenka, in the last few years. He definitely, in the 2020 French, drew somebody in the first round. That was no, he sin- keeps, he, he had yeah. another one. Yeah, last, last, last French, too. Like, yeah. uh, he seems to be slightly getting back into form, but he's just not. Um, he hasn't gotten gotten too far back. Um, um, second quarter. Qu- you want to go to that's second the most quarter? In, that, no, that's the most interesting quarter. Oh, oh yeah. I meant to say Sinner is now uh, working with Darren Cahill is now his coach, which makes me um, feel good about him. Look, I love I love Sinner and would love to see a moment for him. I just, you know. Okay. Uh, Murray, by the way, in that tournament beat uh, O'Connell. And then Bublik, who's good on grass, yeah. Sitsipas, and Kyrios in straight sets before losing a tight three-setter to the king of grass, Matteo Berrettini, in the final. So, just saying, Look, I, these Brits—they know how to play on grass. It was a—it was a really good week. I just—it's tough. It's really it was tough. Three weeks ago, he yep. got hurt. One hundred percent. All right, next. Um, in the second quarter, you find French Open finalist Casper Ruud. You also find, I, I think, the favorite. Let me double check on that. I assume the favorite to win that quarter. Yeah, Herbie Hercotch is definitely the favorite to win that quarter at plus 155. And the guy that, like, I can't help but talk about, and he's not getting a lot of love betting-wise, and I think I texted you about him mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago is Tommy Paul who beat Yannick Sinner who's trying to remind me that he can be a thing on grass who beat Vavrenko who beat Shapovalov and I want to believe and I know that it's reckless and I know that it's going to end up with egg on my face for choosing to believe in him but God do I want to believe that Tommy Paul is ready to do something here I'm impressed with him. He's gotten better and better. He's he's a 25 year old American, um, so he's not. You know, he's he's just hitting his prime. He's the 30 seed here. Another one where it's mm, like, huh, he's right. seated, uh, and it makes sense to me. He's good on grass because he can do everything and has a lot of funky spin. And and um, I would love him to make a long run here if he was in some different sections. And could he beat Hubie in the third round if they both get there? And, and I think they will. I mean, he, he has a chance, but, I, I, you know, Hercotch is coming in yeah. uh, off of a victory, uh, off of winning that tournament and just looking very good, a very class court, a classic grass court game. And to me is one of the sneaky, you know, underdogs to win this tournament. Sure. I, sure. I mean, I, you, you don't kind of have faith in any of these guys to actually get it done. At the end, that's sort of why I picked uh, Serena or Iga to be Ons because right. it's like you yep. got to do it. Yep, you know, <laughs> yeah, yes, you know they're capable of it. I understand. Right, that. you got to do it, and but I think I think Hugh because of this draw, uh, and I think that he has a great chance to get to the semis. To me, is a heavy favorite in that matchup if he gets to Paul. I wish Paul was in a different section because the top half of this quarter is the worst section yes. Yes. of either draw. It's like the clay courts specialists. It's like Rude has won two matches ever at Wimbledon. 
Mm-hmm. He's the three seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramos is in there. Oh, there's uh, an opportunity. Baez for, is a seed in there. There's an opportunity uh, for my guy, Big Foe, there. there. Yes. There really is. Like, there's, there I'm really not saying is. he'll take advantage of it, but there's an opportunity for him. No, Francis, it, he's a little like Sloan in that he's very unpredictable. Yep. In that if he can get a little wind in his sails, then he's a different player, but he also slumps. And other than the one run he had in Portugal this year, he's mm-hmm. basically been slumping all year. That said, he likes playing on grass. He likes big stages, and he's got a great draw. He plays Vavasori, who I'm not familiar with, in nope. the first round. And then either Martyr or Bedene in the second. And then the seed in that section is Cranio Busta, who's never even made a third round here. So yep. probably won't be there. And you're right. I think it's... Is Francis the the slight favorite? Like, if you had to pick someone to get to the round of sixteen, I would, there honestly he might be the favorite. I mean, I, of that group, yeah. Gofen is in here somewhere uh, as a floater, and Bublik is. So I, I think it's probably one of those three guys gets through. I have no faith in Rude. So I, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for one of those guys to get to like a quarter versus Hubie and, and see what happens. Yeah, but I'm, I think we're both in agreement that Hubie is the player to beat and the guy that I believe will ultimately come through and end up getting through this quarter. There's some Brits here too. Uh, Ryan uh, Peniston is one who came out of nowhere and won a handful of matches, made a couple quarters, and then Cam Norrie. All these Brits have been winning matches on grass this year, like especially on the women's side, the lower-ranked players, and so I don't know. you got to give them a chance. All right, next quarter. Indeed, where we find the king of grass, as you labeled him, he's back, and all he does is win. He's like DJ Khaled. Um, I, I, I don't know what to make of Mateo. You, God, you know how handsome I think he is. We've talked a lot about that, but he is he is a he's about as close to thing the closest you can get to a sure thing on grass at this point. Now, does that mean that I think he's going to win the tournament? No, but. You got to tell me who's going to stop him from getting to the final, even including Rafael Nadal in the bottom half. Well, we'll Rafael Nadal, uh, right. we'll get to that. Yeah. But Rafael Nadal is is Berrettini the favorite in this half over Nadal? Let me double check. Um, while I, you I, check I, that, I believe he is for the record. while you check that, I'll, I'll remind listeners. Uh, Berrettini came back, won two straight tournaments, Stuttgart and Queens Pub. Now I'm looking at who he beat, and it's not his fault because those yes. uh, actually were uh, pretty Ber- good draws. Berrettini is plus one ninety, Nadal plus two seventy. Now I think that could. You know, at least, wow, that's crazy to me. Uh, I don't agree with that. Um, and I know Berrettini's got a lot of, when, and he looks healthy, and so you can't be too worried. Uh, the, the players he beat while winning these two tournaments, Albert, Senego, Atta, Murray, Evans, Kudla, Paul, uh, Van de Schlup, no. uh, in you know, it's like, I hear you. okay. Right. I hear okay. You, you did it. And you did a great job. Um, I'm not saying you're a favorite to me over Rafael Nadal in the year 2022. Well, and if I think, but the other, that's a long way away. Sitsipas would be a potential quarterfinal, and Sitsipas is coming off of a a win in in Mallorca. But Berrettini looks very comfortable for the first few rounds. His first seed is our friend Jensen Brooksby, who's seated, by the way. Yeah. And hasn't... I don't think um, he's ever won a match um, I'm not, I'm away not, from the United States. We say it's his first seed. I'm not so sure that Jensen Brooksby's going to get there. No. I, I, that's what I would say. I don't think... Has Jensen Brooksby ever won yeah, a match it's a very, that wasn't I, let me double, hard courts? Let me double check. I, I'm joking, but... I know. Uh, I know. I know. 
Hope, go ahead. Hopefully go ahead. he gets back in the mix. Look, I, I would love I would love nothing more than for Jensen Brooksby to have another moment here. Um, uh, Demonor is, is up there as the 19th seed. He had a couple wins on grass. He, he has a history. Schwartzman is there as a 12. He's actually done better on grass than you would think. Um, just one name to circle is Jack Draper, mm, mm. Uh, a 20-year-old Brit who's probably their best prospect, I would say, since Murray, um, just in terms of has has some upside and um, is also known for his uh, looks, Glenn, Ooh. as a modeling contract. So Ooh. that would be a very handsome Ooh. round four match. Very excited believe, about that. Round three versus Berrettini, which they'd absolutely put on center court and would get the sort of like local hype uh so keep an eye on on draper maybe as a fun matchup with berrettini but you don't think anybody's taking out berrettini before no no I don't. okay I don't. all right just wanted to make sure that we weren't going all crazy and then we move to the final quarter. oh wait i do want to say one oh. more thing about that quarter okay okay i think i think sitsipas or kyrios have a chance to beat berrettini in the quarters and they play each other potentially in the round in the third round. And um and Krajinovic is in there too, is in the final of Queens. But Kyrgios has sort of quietly had maybe his most consistent season. He he hasn't played that much, but basically every tournament he plays, he makes the semis or quarters. He's playing pretty well. And just you know, he's got a chance. He certainly has a chance to beat Sitsipas, who he beat a few weeks ago. And so that's something to watch. All right. That's all. all and right. we should mention Kyrgios. I, you're right. I think you're right. I think he's a real right. contender here. He he has a tough draw, but he's a real contender. I boy, I don't I don't know if I can. I think he has the ability to be a real contender. He definitely now lives in the until I see it, I don't believe it's actually possible. Like I right. just the, the reason I feel better about him now is because he is doing it week after week. And I know he hasn't he always implodes, and so he, I'm sure he will implode. Right. But he's been imploding in semis, you know what I mean? <laughs> and finals and quarters, and he's been winning a lot of matches. If he actually keeps playing, he'll be in the top 20, 25 players at the end of this year. He he's playing better than he's played in many years. That's all right. All. All right. I and and I give and by the way, he joined the who else joined the list of um of the the, the everybody's beating Sitsa Pass? Who else? It, it was well, no one no one in Mallorca because we got it. We make fun of poor Steph, but he's literally second in the race this year. Oh, I somehow know, I know because he plays every single week. That's true. He never he's, stops playing. He's, he's always playing. Yes, and he beat, um, he beat he Batista Goot. He lost to uh, Murray. Maybe maybe that was that was we the one. That was absolutely had in a while. that's what we were thinking about. We were one hundred percent thinking about how good of a win that was and, for Murray. And poor one out for Dennis Shapovalov, who's the thirteen seed. Will will drop out of the top twenty five after this. Uh, tournament. He has lost six straight matches, Oosh. two or three of which are against players I've never heard of, and he's in a hardcore uh, slump. All right, so we go to the final quarter, and I get that Nadal is the story of the quarter. I understand that, and like we start with, you know, he says the foot's okay, he says it's good. Um, you know, it didn't matter clearly at the French, but it is a story for sure. It is a. And he's story. not going to be shooting it up with correct painkillers. He said. Um, I think there are other stories in this quarter. I think Felix is a major story in this quarter. I think Taylor Fritz, we have to at least talk about as a potential story in that quarter. This half is so much harder. Matt, Matt Berrettini section and this section is so much harder than the other half. I, I am, I am 
itching for a Felix Nadal rematch at Wimbledon. I am desperate for it. One, because Felix is such an entertaining player that I just want to see him succeed because every time he plays in a match like that, you know you're going to get some sort of box office type of match. But secondarily, because I think he has the goods to be able to win and to actually be able to defeat Rafael Nadal, even if Nadal is playing well. It doesn't sound like I don't think he's going to get there. Okay. Why not? I think he drew maybe the toughest floater other than Kyrgios in the entire draw in uh, our guy from uh, the US of A, Maxine Cressy. Yep. Just made the finals of Queens Club. Is a classic serve and volleyer. Literally the only serve and volleyer on the tour. You know, that in theory sets up well on uh grass was a couple points away from winning a, a, a stacked 500 field uh against fritz maybe he's a little worn out he doesn't have a lot of experience playing this many matches uh but he beat draper he beat nori he beat opelka he beat evans i don't know if uh Felix gets through that first match. You think you think that Cressy? That's the. This is where I'm at. I think it's a very difficult match, and I agree with you. It's a tough one. And the winner plays Jack Sock, who creamed through qualifying. You never, or maybe plays Jack Sock. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I just don't see. I I, don't see. I, I think you're right to say that there, that that's difficult. I disagree in that. I think there's a true threat to him losing. I want to see what the the line for that is. Okay, Cressy's plus two sixty, Felix minus three forty. That seems fair, but that shows it's not as big of a favorite as as you would think. Um, I, I kind of like Cressy there. Uh, I think sometimes when you're analyzing sports, Glenn, what you need to do mm-hmm. is mm. watch like thirty minutes of someone for the okay. first time. Okay. Okay, and. And then base everything that you say just ah, on those it. 30 right. minutes. got it, right. That's a good point. It's everything and, you know, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. me and Maxine Crespi right now since okay. I picked up watching him versus I, Fritz 3-3 in the third set or whatever. I, I liked, and I watched a good bit of Crespi. It's hard to prep for that, though. There aren't any serving <laughs> volleyers out that's, there. That's 100%. I'm being real. That part 100% is true. No question. Yeah. What he does with serving volley is insane. I mean, we're talking astronomic like I, he's like serving following something like 70 percent um, oh, that's it i think i'm when i and maybe it was because it was against fritz i didn't see a point where he didn't i believe that certainly not a first serve maybe that right. includes the second serves uh and it, it'll stay back but you're right fritz fritz is on a roll you can't ignore fritz here either no i kind of like and that and that's kind of why i don't think felix gets yeah. down in the doll like between between one of these americans cressy sock or fritz Maybe one of them takes him out. I'm, and again, a lot of this is my nervousness about Nadal on the foot. But I am, okay. I think FAA comes through here, and I think it's a Berrettini FAA semifinal. Okay, I can make I can make my strongest uh, ooh, feeling ooh, be known here. Ooh. Rafael Nadal, yeah, has has less of a chance in your mind to make this semi than Felix. How about just by betting has less of a chance to make this final than Matteo Berrettini. 
Well, Rafael Nadal is plus 650 to I, win this tournament when Novak Djokovic is minus. What are we doing here? I this understand. Rafael Nadal in one of his best seasons of his entire career. Continue to doubt this man. Yes, <laughs> the foot is a concern, but continue to doubt this man. You I'm not saying it. he's a favorite over Djokovic, but I don't think he's some monster underdog. Hubie has better odds to win this tournament than Rafael Nadal having won the two first Grand Slams and one Indian, you know, you know, finals. That, by the way, that's, ones, that's, Miami, that's no, that's like, no longer true. That's no longer true. Hubie doesn't a, have better odds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, man, I know everything you're saying, and I think that you're being – I'm not doubting Rafael Nadal. I don't think that Rafael Nadal is holding up like this for Why another though? two he weeks. He just tricks you into thinking that. he's. All I'm saying is look at his record this year. I know. And and that, to me, matters more. Um, and, yeah, maybe the foot bums out at some point. You're, th- there's certainly a chance of that. But there's obviously a chance that it's fine. And then if – if his foot is okay, he has played better tennis that, that than anyone on tour. One hundred percent true, by it's, far. And it, it's not just on clay; it was on it, the it I was know. on uh, on, was hard on hard courts. Yep. And people think he's like not a good grass court player. The last type two times uh, he entered this tournament, he made the semifinals. Yep. And one of them, he was like uh, two games away from from beating Djokovic. He should have won that match. Uh, that was what three years ago now. Yeah. But um, I'm just saying. I, I consider Djokovic a slight favorite if he played Nadal or to win this tournament versus Nadal. And I think those two are still ahead of the pack, including Berrettini. I I understand everything you're saying. And I'm telling you, it won't surprise me even slightly if Rafael Nadal actually wins this tournament because I get it. Okay, I'm don't watching, cover yourself here. I'm saying just because I'm picking up, something else doesn't mean that I'm saying it's up impossible. Six fifty people. That's all I'm saying. Djokovic is negative one twenty five, and I mean. Nadal's doing something special here uh, this season, and so maybe it continues. That's I, all. I, I I know you you are not uh, the type that bets, but I did uh, purchase a Berrettini ticket actually at the five fifty. But some of that is just because I I I get lost in his dreamy eyes. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> One, lie. I I would say Nadal's draws fairly tricky. Query in the second round, he's no longer really query, but. Kudla in the third, maybe whatever. Mm, yeah. But then after that, Chilich maybe in the fourth, and then you mentioned all the you know Felix or Fritz that whoever gets through there, that's a tough one. And then he's on the same side as Berrettini and Felix. You know, there's he would he is going to have to get through more tough matches than Djokovic. That to me explains the odds yes. better than the foot. Well, I I think if he I think if the foot wasn't a thing, he would be not not the favorite. I think he'd be the second favorite. Um, I think him being behind Berrettini is specifically about the foot. That's, that's. I think. I think that's the case. And look, Berrettini. No, I think did, you're right. I think you're right, but no one knows. No. no one knows. All right. So, are you picking him? I am. I I'm love just it. Gonna ride. I I'm love gonna, it. I'm gonna go Nadal. Uh, going all the way, and um, something seems. I, I don't know. I I don't have the faith in Novak that I that I uh, normally do, and so I'll go. I'll go because I'd like to see it. Nadal over Hubie in the finals. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this because this is where the good news ends. Um, 
Unfortunately. We'll see. We said we weren't going to do a preview show, so you never That's know. True. That's true. That's true. Greg is uh, Greg's headed out of town. He's headed uh, elsewhere. I don't even know. I don't know if you're you want to tell anybody but oh sure uh, i i i have too many podcasts i don't keep secrets uh yeah i'm heading with uh, my wife to go see the in-laws in japan for awesome awesome it's very cool um i actually you know i'm gonna be dealing with a real issue greg i am working i will be calling i'm part of espn's coverage of the um women's lacrosse world championships over the course of the next couple of weeks and i am this is going to cause a real problem for me (laughs) Because I've got morning, afternoon games in this event, and I don't know what I'm going to do exactly for the next two weeks. Like I, As a professional, the answer is n- not put another screen up in the broadcast booth yeah, you can't with a tennis That's... match on. But the man that I am, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be That's absurdly be difficult. Yeah, you're going to have to get some weird times and maybe wake up early yeah. or tape some stuff. Or Yeah, that's tricky. I'm a little worried, too. Like, uh, you know, if, if you're out there and you know what's the best way to uh, stream Wimbledon if you're in Japan, I've already found out ESPN Plus is geo-blocked there. So, really? Uh, Hit, hit, hit me up. Yeah, but I, there's, somebody help There's always streams somewhere, so I hope you can't I'm, do I'm like able. a like a VPN bit, so it still thinks. Well, you're yeah, in. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I'll 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 find a way. Uh, right. The the times are weird there. I'll have to be staying up late, but that's that's fine. Um, so there's not. We're just not going to be able to do shows during the tournament. No, is ultimately what we're saying. And no, and, probably best case scenario is the next time you'd see us would be some sort of recap show. Yeah, uh, even then, I don't know. I I don't have a good feeling about it. But okay. we tried to do some uh, U.S. hardcore shows last summer, and we can try to do a couple of those again. I'm planning to be at the D.C. event, which has a full WTA uh, tournament this year, which I'm very excited about. That is very good news. So Sloan's going. I saw that. I'm excited about that. So maybe a couple of one-offs uh, here and there, and then we'll load up. We'll load up for the U.S. Open, and I'm going to make you, a promise. I'm going to make a promise. Know. I'm going to make a promise know. for the U.S. Open. We'll have shirts available before then. All right, that's a promise Shirts. that I will make to you guys. So, Greg, enjoy your trip. Appreciate you, you, pal. Uh, thank you to all of you guys. I'll I'll inevitably still be tweeting and stuff like that during the tournament. I mean, that will be happening for sure um, as this goes on. Uh, he's Greg. I'm Glenn. This has been Courts of Thunder. 